Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. This is your host, Jackie Wade. And I want to thank God for you coming on with us tonight. We have a really interesting topic this evening called Hold On. Hold On. And uh, before I get started, I would like to pray on this evening for anyone that may be going through um, anything that's going uh, on in your family, your body, um, if you may have a loss of a loved one, just stress or anything that is trying to weigh you down to prevent you from holding on. Um, I want to encourage you to today to hold on. Hold on. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you to today, Lord God, and we thank you for this is the day that you have made and we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you right now that we can cast our cares to you as your word declares that we can lay our burdens at your feet. And so we come to you today, God, laying every burden, every situation, every problem, every illness, God, everything that will come to try to stop your people from doing exactly what you've called them to do for the purpose that is in their lives. And we lay it at your feet. Father, we thank you that you said no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And so today we declare and decree that your people are victorious through Christ Jesus. We thank you that there will be no hindrance. And Father, we thank you that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can even ask and think. We come against the enemy and every lie that he will try to uh, say in their ear, try to give them uh, thoughts of stopping what you have started. And we thank you, God, that there's no better way than to follow you. We thank you for your grace today. We thank you for your mercy. Father, we pray that you will bless the nations, uh, that you will see each and every need, Father. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are so loving. You said there's nothing that we can do that will separate us from your love. And so we thank you that your word declares you will never leave us or forsake us. We thank you this day, and it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So, Again, I want to thank you for joining me on today. And there is a verse in the Bible that talks about the blessings and consequences of what we do with the gifts and talents God has entrusted us with. And I also believe it's all—it's an example of how he designed our bodies to work as well. Uh, here the scripture says in Matthew 25, 29, for whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and so at first uh, glance we see that this verse seems unfair but when we think about it from a different perspective we'll see that um, it gives us a clear indication of what god is wanting to teach us I want to ask you this question. How physically strong are you? Let's say you can only do two push-ups with the strength you currently have. And if you want to improve, well, guess what? You have to practice, right? You have to endure the shaking arms and the sore muscles in order to increase, to increase that strength. Well, the more diligent you are in doing your daily push-ups, the stronger you become. And the more reps that you do and you increase, um, the more you can continue to do. In other words, you will be given more based on what you did with, with, with what you had, right? And so the opposite is true. If you choose not to work out, well, mus muscles start to um, atrophy. When they're neglected and the strength you began with will only decrease as your muscles shrink. So the lesson is use it or lose it. It's true for us, not only physically, 
But guess what, people of God? It's also true spiritually. Being broken allows us to be remade into a better version of ourselves because growth happens on the other side of discomfort. Again, I want to encourage you to hold on. Like little kids who want to be held by their parents when they are hurting, our pain motivates us to seek out the comforting embrace of our Heavenly Father. The thing here is we have to surrender all of that hurt to him. We have to surrender our broken hearts. We have to surrender any pain that is trying to over um, take us. Okay. We want to protect ourselves from the future stress and also allow God to empower us, not just to help ourselves, but that we can help others. Hearts that have been healed by God produce beautiful fruit the world needs. Hearts that have been healed, guess what? They have the ability to have compassion, patience, grace, humility, endurance, and a desire to comfort others the way God has comforted us. So when you see someone, and and, and that's why a lot of times I'm quick to, you know, if I'm listening to different ones, I say, be careful not to compare yourself with other people because you don't know what that person had to go through to have that type of compassion, to have that type of patience, to have that type of grace, to have that type of humility, or to be able to endure. We do not know. And so we want to walk our own role and just, you know, appreciate each person that's in the body of Christ so that way we can mature appropriately. If you want to mature, if you want to grow and be used by God, then don't always be satisfied with being comfortable. I know it sounds like, you know, we can't allow ourselves to be comfortable. Second Corinthians, the first chapter, the third verse says, blessed be God, even the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us so our consolation also abounded by Christ and so we want to continue to be reminded that um there's that comfort that God gives, like I stated, after we go through different things and the endurance and the patience and the humility. Um, but we have to remember our source. And that comes from from God alone. Hebrews 12, chapter 12 and 11 says, now no chastening from the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Hallelujah. And then Romans 5 and 3 says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations work with patience and patience, 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 experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. First Peter 5 and 7, casting all your care upon him, for he care for you. So we want to be reminded that as we hold on, as we believe what God is um, doing in our lives, every situation that we may encounter does not mean that we won't make it. Guess what? It means that we need to cast that care to the Lord. It means that we need to give that burden 
to God. It means that there is better on the other side. We can't just look at what we see. But guess what, people of God? We have to get in our word and go by what we know. When we go by what we know, that is the word of God. It gives us strength. It gives us hope. It gives us peace. The Bible declares, it says, God will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. And so God calls us to the mountaintops with him. As exciting as this is, he wants us to join him right now because there's a catch. In order to climb the mountain, training is required. God doesn't just want us to have atrophy physically, emotional, spiritually. His desire is that we progress from strength to strength, from faith to faith, and glory to glory. And there are many stories in the Bible of men and women who prove that hard times refine them into better versions of themselves. We see David, we see Jonah. After trying to escape the Lord's command to preach to Nineveh, he boarded a ship hoping to sail far away from God and the responsibility he was given. How quickly he learned that you can't hide from an omnipotent and omnipresent God. As the waves rose around the ship and overwhelmed the crew, the sailors were forced to throw Jonah overboard. God in his mercy sent that fish to swallow him and that's where Jonah stayed for three long days before he was forcefully vomited onto the shore. Now you know that had to be something to see. You can only imagine what's laying in the stomach of a whale and stomach acid for three days would do to the skin. And there's no doubt that pain was a part of that rescue. But Jonah emerged a better man on the other side. Hallelujah. See, I want to encourage you today to remember that there is glory on the other side. Now he was ready and willing to be obedient to God's will and to the mission that God called him to. Instead of him running from God, now he was running towards the assignment that God still entrusted him with to complete. Hallelujah. His heart was humbled. His faith in God was strengthened. And guess what? His character was refined. The same thing was said about Joseph. He was just 17 years old when he was abandoned by his own brothers and sold into slavery. For years, he was a slave in Potiphar's house until he was falsely accused of a crime he didn't commit and sent to prison without a trial. I'm sure Joseph didn't understand why was this happening to him. He was at his lowest point of his life. But it was during this time that God equipped him with the physical spiritual and emotional understanding and strength that he needed to become a leader. Listen, people of God, I want to encourage you today that when you seem like all hope is lost, it's not. When it seems like nothing is going to turn, I want you to know to keep walking with God and keep standing on his word and trusting what he's saying. Because God, he is not a man that he shall lie. If he not said it, will he not do it? And so we got to be reminded that during those times when it feel like we can't make it, that our strength is weak. Guess what? He says, when you are weak, then I am strong. He will give us the strength that we need to accomplish what he's calling us to do. Listen, this was the time here when Joseph was finally released. He was a man. Now he walked humbly before God. He developed the character during that 
painful part of his life that empowered him to handle the assignment that God had for him. Rather than suffering alone in the dark in a cell, Joseph was elevated to royalty in Pharaoh's house as a top leader in Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. His ability to respond to difficulty, anger, pain, and confusion, see, it prepared him to be a strategic leader during a severe famine. He was obedient during these thousands, over thousands of lives. He was um, looked upon as someone that was really in great authority. See, Genesis 50, 20 says, what the enemy intended for harm, God intended it for good, the saving of many lives. So it may seem that with great things, great situations, great persecutions, great problems, great financial um, instabilities. Let me encourage you today that come with great preparation. God is preparing you for something great. I want to encourage you to hold on when you're going through and it seems like you can't see your way. Remember, God is preparing you for something great. Hold on. And this this here, I just wanted to bring out about the lives of Jonah and Joseph as aspects of the foreshadow of Jesus, a man of sorrows who understood a thing or two about suffering. In order for Jesus to redeem us, he had to enter into our humanity and our pain. It says he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The punishment, the chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes, by his wounds, that we are healed. And that's in Isaiah 53. So Jesus endured until the end and trusted the Father's plan, even in the midst of unspeakable pain. The Bible tells us that although he was God's son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became to all things who obey him the source of our eternal salvation. Hebrews chapter 5 verses 8 to 9. So as believers, we should be very thankful for both Jesus' grit and his grace. We will all be forever lost and separated if it had not been for him and his intent, God's intent for him to have a rescue plan for us. I want to encourage you this evening, stand on the promises of God. It says in uh, Romans, the first chapter, verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. It is written, the just shall live by faith. Listen, live by faith. If you can't do anything else, live by faith. If you don't know what else to do, live by faith. Take that measure of faith that God has given you and continue to hold on. Continue to know that if God did it for Jonah, if God did it for Joseph, and if God did it for Jesus, guess what? He can do it for us. Why? Because he's not a respecter of person. And so we're going to believe on tonight, on today, that God is more than able, that he loves us. And we just have to hold on just a little while longer. I want to conclude that when you rest assured that God is in control, even when life feels out of control, we are not at the mercy of love. We are not at the mercy of chance or whims of the universe. We have to remember that God's all-powerful hand 
is over our lives for he knows the plans he has for his children's children and his plans for good and not for harm plans to serve to give us a future and a hope for better days and i don't know about you but what other what other gift what other powerful message could that be if we would only truly believe what the word of god says it's not just a cliche this is something that when you walk it out you are walking in power. Listen, we are armed with the word of God. And when we're armed with the word, we're armed with knowledge. And I want to encourage you not to be discouraged when you are in a difficult chapter of your life. Remember, your story is still being written. And almost every movie you watch or book you read follows the same pattern. Things start out well. Then the, then here comes the enemy. He, he introduces a problem. And that problem arises. And then at the right time, a hero rises rises to the challenge and then the problem is solved and the enemy is defeated and guess what of course not all stories end happy but for those whose sins have been forgiven it always ends happy it always ends because you know why we have the victory regardless of the outcome when we are in Christ Jesus and because of what Jesus did for us on the cross a beautiful future belongs to all of those who repent of their sins and look to Jesus alone to rescue them. And this is why we can find the strength to hold on just a little while longer. We know that evil, pain, sorrow, sickness, and disease won't have the last word. In fact, we have so much to look forward to that we can't even imagine what is to come. The Bible says it this way. No eye has seen nor no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And that's 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. So hold on, people of God, and don't give up because you are being prepared for greatness as he trains you to trust in him. I want to thank you again for joining us here on the Remnant Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Wade. And listen, be encouraged and know that God is on your side. Hold on just a little.